Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. So, what do you get when you take a smart ass sex and dating expert who's a little too smart for his own good? And you take a smoking hot vixen with just the right amount of naughty and nice. And together they point out all the very stupid things men and women do in the world of sex and dating. You get a juicy little podcast that is smart, sexy, and will knock you on your ass. It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Ibrahim, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Alongside with me is my lovely co-host and the real lady of Winterfell, Shay Kilmer. That's me. Hello, my romantics, erratics, and curious people. If you love the show as much as John loves the sound of his own voice, and if you couldn't tell, that's a lot. (laughs) Please remember to subscribe to the Believe in the Sex Playbook and rate us with a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on your favorite podcast directories, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others we'll mention at the end of the show. And of course, you can always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V. All right. So we got a topic here that a lot of people can probably relate to. And that's long distance relationships. And the thing about this episode is despite Shay being a young vixen, she actually has a hopeless romantic side to her. It's really a problem. (laughs) It's only a problem if you let it be. And I let it be. (laughs) So with this whole topic, you're probably going to hear her give the hopeless romantic side of trying to make it work because you believe in love and love can overcome anything including several thousand miles and if you can't tell where this is going john is a very spiteful crusty old man that doesn't believe in love yeah i'm, I'm so old we gotta hurry this this episode up because i gotta get back to the nursing home it's tapioca night no but what you are gonna hear from me is is she's probably right in that you're gonna hear a little bit more of a cynical side where I believe that it, it just doesn't work. And that's completely untrue if you look at the statistics. Well, science isn't going to prove everything as much as I believe in science. There's also the science of the real world, you know? Yeah, but this is the real world. And it also is going to be dependent on a case-by-case basis. So you can't just lump it all together in one specific statistic. I agree. I agree. But it still doesn't change my stance that if you're in a long distance relationship, my condolences to you. Well, yeah, it's not going to be easy. And just to start off, a long distance relationship is defined as at least 132 miles away from each other. If you didn't know that. (laughs) No, I didn't know that. So with long distance relationships, I'm going to give you the, if you are going to do it, here's some tips and guidelines. John will probably give you everything about why you shouldn't be in one. (laughs) You're damn skippy. The bottom line is they don't work. If you're in a long distance relationship, to me, it's not a real relationship. 
not in the, in the regular sense of what a relationship should be, what a relationship calls for and needs. You can't provide all of that, which to me feels like it's not a real relationship. Coming from someone who mainly just thinks about sex consistently, it's not the case that they always don't work. That's just not true. Actually, on the um, New York Post from October 2018, there was an article that there's actually a 58% success rate. Which I know you're a little shocked about. That's a little bit more than what you were expecting, Mr. Probably <laughs> 1% cynical over here thinking. <laughs> well, hey, I do my research too. And some statistics that I found said that 82% of long distance relationships fail. And that's just the people who admit it. There's probably some people who don't like to admit failure. And so they didn't confess that the relationship. Right. Didn't work. But what also you have to put into play here, like that could easily be like teenagers with that statistic. We're talking about like real relationships here where there's so many different possibilities as to why there is a long distance relationship. It could be you guys started off in college, which I mean, I feel like high school and college are probably, especially in the early years of college, are around the same success rate, which most of those, even if it is in-person relationships, are going to fail. Like, yeah, I would say most high school relationships don't last. So if you are the small percentage where you are lasting in from high school, I'm guessing at least 99% of those are not long distance. And if you are listening to this and you are in a long distance relationship since high school, I'm impressed. Yeah. My condolences to you as well, because it's not going to work out now. Wow. If it's true, if that stat that I threw out there is true, that 82% of those relationships fail, then that means that 18% of them actually do survive once they reunite and they get out of the long-term relationship and now they move in together. But you may think that that's good news, but sorry, I have bad news for you 18% people as well. The statistics showed that a third of those people break up within three months after they reunite. And the reason for that is because, you know, the fantasy of being together, like when they had that far distance, you know, apart, all they kept thinking about was, oh, when we get together, it's going to be this and we're going to have the rest of our lives together. And finally, we can be a couple. And then they get together and they find out that the fantasy was just a fantasy. The thought of being together was actually more fulfilling than actually being together. And they couldn't live up to that fantasy and they ended up breaking up. Okay, but that's also dependent on if they have never lived together before. If they had lived together before they got separated, like let's say it was like a military thing, then they probably lived together before he left or she left, and then they were separated for so long, and hey, they may even have kids together. You don't know. (laughs) So your 18% success rate and whatever, throw that out the door because think of all of the long-distance relationships that are in the military. There is tons of them. I think that my success rate of 58% is a lot more accurate than your barely (laughs) 18%. I'm, I bet you searched for the tiniest <laughs> number that you could possibly find. Oh, yeah. It's the internet. So you can find whatever statistics you're looking for to prove your point. You know, not just you, Shay, but anybody else out there. They, you could say I'm wrong all you want. But once your relationship fails, go ahead and find me on social media. I'll be the guy standing in the back wearing the T-shirt that says, I told you so. 
Yeah. Can you tell he's the crusty old one over here? So <laughs> it's not. It has nothing cynical. to do with age. It has to do with cynicism. Yeah, because you're so old and went through so many relationships that uh, failed. Uh, no, it's it's you have to go by. <laughs> this is another science thing. You have to go by the most logical result is probably the right one. And but the most logical thing is not saying that all of these relationships are going to succeed because that's just not going to happen. It's not going to be 100% of the time. Right. That's that's the biggest thing. We all know not all of these relationships are going to last. Just like any relationship that's in person is not going to last. You have to find that right person. And that is what I'm talking about right now is if it is that right person. Right. Okay. If you do find the right person and hey, maybe it might be the wrong time. Maybe you're in college and you're trying to get a master's degree and they have to go do their doctorate at a town an hour away. Or at like least 132 miles. 132 miles <laughs> or in a different state. Yeah, that's going to be shitty time because you know what? You guys still have to do you. You still have to get your stuff together and your life together. And you can't always just put that on hold for someone else because that's not healthy. And you don't want a relationship where you resent somebody else. Right. So if you're just trying to start off a long distance relationship, that's going to be even tougher. I'm talking about the like most of this is going to be in regards to someone that has already started a relationship together before the other person had to move or they both had to move. Right. Okay. So here's a couple phrases and you hear people throw these out all the time. You know, a friend, when they give advice, they, they throw out these cliches, but I think cliches. they're appropriate when it comes to you hopeless romantics who are trying to make a long distance relationship work. But it's not just hopeless romantics. It's very logical people thinking too. Are you going to tell a doctor he's just a complete hopeless romantic and head in the clouds? I don't think so. Well, no, no, no. The the two cliches I was going to say is there's absence makes the heart grow fonder, you know, which, okay, that, that could be true. The person's absence by being far away could make you just yearn for them and want them even more so i mean it, there is the study that shows that living apart does make you closer right okay so but then there's also that phrase out of sight out of mind yeah well then obviously they're not the right ones if you can just forget about them <laughs> oh because so, they're far away so are you saying that a long distance relationship could be a good test of your of the strength of your relationship yes it can 100 percent be a good test in multiple ways because like you said, if it becomes like out of sight, out of mind, and you're not yearning to see them and you don't miss them like you thought you would, then obviously they're not the person that you thought you should be with. But on the other side of it, you have to also understand like you have to learn to love being alone in regards to loving yourself because people end up needing their partner more than their partner can accommodate sometimes. And it's because they have this unbearable feeling of loneliness. And that's when you have to start learning to love yourself and love the time that you have by yourself. And yes, it's going to be hard. Like if you're going to do a long distance relationship or if you're already in one, you know it's going to take double the amount of effort. So, yes, I know you don't really like the whole effort thing. You don't even really like the relationship thing. <laughs> That's not so, necessarily true. I'm sorry. Are you in one right now? No. I I'm, didn't think so. No. When was your last one? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think. know. Let all those years ago. <laughs> exactly. I'll have, my to, point. I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> exactly. Let me check my files and I'll, I'll get back files. to you on that. 
And guys, you could tell that Shay really cares about this issue because if you could see her right now, she's like talking with her hands. She's like pointing as she's making <laughs> as she's making her point. Well, it's it's honestly just a subject near and dear to my heart because the person that I'm currently seeing, it is hard because he is far away. So we were together for about a year and a half before he left. And we, yes, we love each other, blah, blah, blah. But like to try to keep things happy and exciting and it's nice for a moment, like, cause I am doing something where I'm making sure I send him an email every day because he can't always talk to me every day. And that's, what's making things hard. So <laughs> yes, I'm passionate about it because it's something I'm going through with someone that I love. So you're saying that it's not going to work. I'm going <laughs> to. Well, I want to punch you in I the know, face. She wants to, she's holding a pen in her hand and I'm afraid she's going to inject that into my temple, which is, <laughs> which, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to tone it down, but no, I truly hope that it's going to, you know, work out for you or whatever. It's just the being a sex and dating expert sometimes works against you because you have the benefit of hindsight to all the other horror stories that you've heard yeah. from everybody else in your sex and dating travels, you know what right. I mean? Right, but you have to understand too, there's different aspects of it. Because honestly, I was that idiot that tried to do a long distance relationship when I was in high school. Because right. I my family is like spread out all over. So my cousin is in Indiana and I tried dating one of his friends in Indiana. <laughs> and Indiana, if you guys don't know, to Illinois, it's not that far. It's like maybe an hour and a half. There's a lot of parts of Indiana that are less than 132 miles. Yes. That was so dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was only in high school dating someone that I would only see maybe once a month and not someone I was completely in love with and like head over heels for. I mean, I get it. You're in high school. You're head over heels for everyone that you're dating. But like not the deep love where you see your life with someone like that. You're actually mature enough to understand what that means. And that was a dumb decision <laughs> because it doesn't it, you can't give the things that you need to sustain a long distance relationship whereas now i'm older i understand what it means and i know and have the tools to keep it going yeah and that's great uh that you're you're confident that way and so many other people out there who are in long-term relationships may have the same confidence but Again, you have me being the buzzkill here to Shocker. try to bring it back down to earth and skeptically ask the questions like, what about trust? Don't you think trust is the biggest issue? Well, yeah, of course, trust is going to be a huge issue. But because, I mean, everybody needs intimacy, but men need intimacy. Yeah, you know, that's why they have women are hands. like women are like sexual camels. You can go a long time without sex, whereas men kind of can't. And if women understand that fact, then trust is going to be an issue. Yes, men are going to be horn dogs. It's going to happen. But first off, you have to be confident in the relationship. You have to be. If you are not confident and you don't have that trust, then you cannot be in a long distance relationship. It is not going to work because you are constantly going to be worrying and putting stress on the relationship. Stress that cannot be in this moment for the time that you guys are apart. Because you have to avoid unnecessarily tense situations. You have to. And when you bring in like worries and how you approach it too, 
if you don't have trust, that's going to hurt the relationship. Right. I totally agree. Um, but, you know, going back to cheating, there's two kinds of cheating. There's emotional. Um, and physical. Exactly. And physical. So when distance isn't a factor with your regular boyfriend, regular girlfriend, when they live local and it's not a long distance relationship, if they cheat, chances are it's probably, you know, emotional cheating is that they had you right there at their you know, beck and call if they needed you, but yet they chose to go cheat anyway. But when it's long distance, it could be more of physical because, like I said, men have needs. It's kind of like back in Vietnam and World War II, you know, soldiers would actually visit prostitutes and stuff like that just to take care of their needs, even though their wives were waiting for them back home. And the men was totally in love with their wives and they couldn't wait to get back to them. But they had to satisfy those needs. And kind of like the dirty little secret was... The military sort of condoned that to keep the morale of the men up. You know what I mean? Because they needed them ready to fight and all that kind of stuff. So, like I said, if women kind of understand that, then I would think that trust would be a really big factor. Okay, but you're also breaking it down to such a carnal thing. Yeah, there is going to be trust issues in a relationship. Then you shouldn't be in it. That's just period. Like, yeah, you're going to be worried once in a while sure and that's when communication comes into it but you're making it sound like all mm-hmm. men all they think about is just sex all the time that might be you but that is not <laughs> all men and some men can wait till they get home or can wait until they see their girlfriends fiancés wives do you really think so y- are you kidding me i'm not gonna <laughs> lump all men in this entire world into no, one little category you can't saying all they want is sex all the time and they don't care who they get it from like sure if you're single go fuck whoever the hell you want as long as it's consensual i don't give a hoot and a half but <laughs> if you're in a relationship and you love someone and you are like, hey, we're going to be separated for a good chunk of time. The first thing is it has to be a conversation if you guys both want to do a long-distance relationship. For sure. And if they say yes, they want to continue it, like let's say the guy's off of the military, and they say yes, they want to continue the relationship, then they shouldn't just be fucking a random chick that could possibly have an STI or STD (laughs) on the side of a building because they just want to fuck someone they have a hand they can just jack off they can use any lotion whatever like we can send you that in a care package you want some sexy photos we got you (laughs) but like i don't think the people who the the serious relationships that do want the relationship to work and both parties agree on the long distance Mm -hmm. i don't think they're just going to give that up after all this time of waiting just for a quick fuck that could ruin the relationship. Like these yeah. people who are in the relationships that are serious about it, they're not just doing it for shits and giggles because it doesn't, it, it sucks. It is terrible, but you do it because you love that person. And I get it. You don't understand it because <laughs> y'all you want is sex and you're a crusty old man. But I don't know. I keep calling you. <laughs> I know. I'm not crusty at all. My skin is actually very smooth and supple. <laughs> <laughs> I moisturize regularly. Can we not talk about your skin being supple? That's really awkward. Um, but overall, okay. So let's stop listening to John for a hot second. I'm going to give you some tips, guys and girls. How do you know I don't have tips to help make it work, too? Are you kidding me? I do. Mr. 18%? <laughs> hey, I, I didn't make the numbers. I just <laughs> you just help, look for just all the negativity re- everywhere. I don't make the rules. I just relay them to people. Mm-hmm. Don't kill the messenger. Okay, so a couple of these are going to be 
are going to be like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. So you guys ready? Because here we go. I'm ready. All right, guys. So first and foremost, you guys have a general idea of how long the other person's going to be gone for. So set up a timeline. Set up, okay, this is starting date and this is end goal date. Then make future plans so you have something to look forward to. Because if you don't have anything to look forward to and you're just like, fuck, I'm not going to see them for two fucking years. This sucks. And that's all you're going to put in your mind. So you're saying it can't be like an open-ended relationship. You have to find out what the end game is. It doesn't always have to be that, but at least make future plans. At least have a general idea. Because if someone's just like, hey, I'm leaving for Texas forever, then you have to reassess it. And it doesn't, it might not just be a long distance relationship. It's like, okay, so what about my life? Am I really prepared to move to Texas? So if that's the case, if you are prepared to move to Texas, how long is it going to take you? So again, it's still a timeline. Right. I'll buy buy that. Okay. Wow. I'm shocked. (laughs) (laughs) Secondly, to make this a more positive mindset, you cannot keep thinking of it as just a complete burden because in your mind, burden is bad. So make it like a test, like a test of the relationship, obviously, because it is going to test the relationship. But if you think of it more like a test... It's going to be like a challenge rather than just automatically a bad mindset. Okay. The next one's pretty obvious. You have to be sexy with each other. Yeah. This is the time when I'm saying yes for dick pics if that girl asks for it. This is like one of the only times I'm going to say if your girl asks for a dick pic, you better send her one. Yeah, there's an asterisk next to that next to that bullet point, guys. <laughs> you better have listened to the previous podcast if you know what I'm talking about right now. No. So yes, be sexy with each other, be fun, be flirty. All of that is going to be very important because like John said, I'm going to give him a little props here. Men are sex oriented. They're always going to be intrigued if they love you. They're always, not always, I shouldn't say always. Most of the time, (laughs) they will be intrigued. Most of the time, it will always help the situations in regards to the person you love. I can maybe count on one hand the amount of time I've ever been turned down for sex with someone that I'm in love with. Oh, well, don't we have a high opinion of ourselves? Yes, I do. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Well, okay, so, uh, you know, I could buy into that, too. See, we agree about more than you think. Well, yes, this... I'm talking about sex, giving yeah. sexy stuff, so of course right. you agree with me. I think you just have to be creative, you know, when it comes to the sex part of long-distance relationships, is you obviously can't have sex with each other, but you can do things that keep you turned on and still craving the other, like sexting and Skype sex. Yeah. So, you know, old school phone sex even, <laughs> if, if you still old like talking school. on the phone. Woo! You know, your phones can be used to have phone conversations as well. You know that, right? Wow. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it has those features. It's a free feature of your phone. No way. Talking about calling, that was another point I have, is making your partner part of your everyday life. So not just like sending an email at the end of the day, not just texting when you're done with work. Call or text throughout the day. Try to Skype because that is obviously preferred because seeing their face is going to be easier and better than just calling and texting. And a big thing, you have to communicate the small things that you normally wouldn't do or wouldn't have to do. 
because you would be with them normally. So you wouldn't have to communicate those little things. And then on top of that communication, you can always send gifts. I am a huge gift giver. I love birthdays. I love Christmas because I'm so excited to give the people that I love the things that I know that they want or would need or didn't even know that they would want or need and give it to them and surprise them. I am honestly, I'm going to toot my own horn. I'm a great gift giver. <laughs> so And, and if, so modest, a modest gift giver as well. Yeah. No, I don't think I got that modest gene. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so like, especially if they don't know about it. I love that. Like he actually... He can't really talk to me on the phone very much. It's maybe like once a week or every two weeks. He had flowers sent to me. I don't. I still don't know how, but randomly at work. And I literally <laughs> broke down crying because I hadn't heard from him in probably like a week and a half. Aww. Yeah, I, I know. The next thing, though, guys, is don't communicate excessively. <laughs> you don't need to talk to them every hour of every day. Because you don't do that in real life either. You guys still have to have space, even though you're hundreds, thousands miles apart. You still have to give a little bit of space there because it's not healthy to talk to someone every hour of every day. Right. I would say don't communicate any more than you normally would if you were in town. How, whatever your communication habits and frequency was when you were in town, Make that the same frequency so it feels a little normal. I think, well, yes, definitely do it at least the amount that you would do. But I think you have to amp it up a little bit because you're not seeing them. Yeah. I mean, you have to update them on what, what's going on, you know, day to day, which, again, I think could cause a little bit of trust issues. Like, for example, if your boyfriend was here and he said, hey, I'm going to grab a drink with the boys. You may not think anything of it, but when they're someplace else over 132 miles away and they tell you that they're going out with some of these new people at work, you start wondering who are these people and what's going on and you yeah. know what I mean? And so, I think that's where communication comes in because like right. if you bring up... That's what up, I'm getting at. Yeah. If you bring up like, hey, so, and this is another little thing that you normally wouldn't have to communicate over text or call that like, oh, yeah, there's new people at work. Also, like letting them in on your everyday activities and what's going on and what's new so that they're part of your everyday life. But just not every hour of every day, guys. That's right. obnoxious. Right. And, you know, you need to if you're the one who's who created the long distance situation, like you got transferred and you're the one who had to move away from your girl, your guy or your girl then you need to keep up that communication because if you don't, like I said, the mind starts wandering. Where is he? What is he doing? And then that can cause like social media stalking and feelings of anxiety <laughs> where she or he is going to start stalking your social media and looking for pictures that don't look quite right and posts that don't look quite right. And who's that in the picture and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. simple communication may avoid all of that. Yeah. And when you guys are communicating and you're on the phone or where you're Skyping, try to make sure you're present in the conversation because the biggest thing is that you want to make sure you listen to them and not just listen to like have a response, but actually hear what they're saying and understanding them. Because that's also where a lot of fights come from because people don't listen to the other person and they're only trying to like be defensive and be on guard. And that's not how things are going to work when you're long distance. You have to communicate and you have to have compromise. She clearly knows what she's talking about because she has a, a look of 
determination on her face as she's as she's <laughs> saying all of this. I, I'm trying just to give you guys the best tools if you are in a long distance relationship. And if you guys need a pen pal or if you need any advice, I got you. And if you have any questions, you guys are more than welcome to send them to me, either a Twitter or Instagram, and I will try my best to respond to all of them. As much and as happy as I am to hear from all of you, if you're seeking advice on how to make your long-distance relationship work, don't you go probably, to John. You probably, Do not go to John. You He'll probably, be like, end it. You probably <laughs> don't want to come to me, but I will always tell you the truth. I promise you that. His cynical truth. Uh, well, hey, who knows? I may have this whole you know, long-distance relationship thing totally wrong. Maybe long-distance relationships actually keep couples together. Nelson Mandela, he, he went to prison for like 50 years and his wife stayed with him. <laughs> for, as soon as he got out of prison and they reunited, they got divorced. Not much longer that's hysterical. after that. So but that's impressive that she stuck with him through that whole time. Yeah, for sure. That's the ultimate long-distance prison when you're thrown in a South African prison. But then when you're reunited, <laughs> he became part of that third of an 18% that ends up getting divorced and splitting up not long after they reunite. So, you know, like I always say, you know, I think a lot more marriages would survive and not end in divorce if people lived in separate residences. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do hus- you do regular husband and wife stuff. You go on dates, you eat dinners together. And then at the end of the night, you're like, okay. See you later. And then you go to your own separate place. I think a lot more relationships would survive if there was Maybe not every night, but I feel like it is a good idea to have your own space in some way, shape, or form. Like if like you need a she shack, girl, get yourself a she shack. (laughs) But like you like when you are together, you do still need distance. Like if if it's not a long distance relationship, you still need distance from that person. You need your own space and your own time. Just over 132 miles might be a little <laughs> bit of a stretch. That might be overdue. I would it. not suggest long distance relationships for anyone. They freaking suck. But if you think of the big picture of this is a short distance for just a while. And if you really wanted to have this relationship, you have to make it work. And then the last thing that I would say when you are away from someone is you have to celebrate everything. So if even if it's little like a little something like, oh, I just got a dollar raise at work. Like, woo, <laughs> let's go on a Skype date. Let's go to Texas Roadhouse and get the cinnamon roll stuff. Yum. Oh, those are so good. I don't think they're cinnamon rolls. They're rolls with like cinnamon butter. Mm. Ooh, gosh, I want some now. Carbs. But yeah, so definitely celebrate everything. Appreciate everything. Like all the talks that you guys have, all the laughs. The main thing that I would say when they are finally back home, and even if it's for a short amount of time, um, try to make the most of it. Like try to have things planned out. You're going to be gone for x amount of time from each other so you have time to plan don't make excuses (laughs) like you guys can get together and make plans but also understand like non-long distance relationships of all kind will always have their ups and downs so even if you get in like a fight when they're home just try to resolve it as fast as possible because you don't want to waste the time that they're here but also don't beat yourself up if you guys do get in a fight Wow, that is some deep shit. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> we got, you got deep. My brain hurts. <laughs> I'm sorry. We had to have something deep after the dick pic combo that we had our last yeah, episode. Yeah, right. See, all of you people out there who think that we only talk about sex, we promised you very early that we would do relationship stuff every now and then. So here you go. This is, this was it. I barely said anything. It was Shay who like who like led this conversation by the hand. So you're welcome. I know you guys like my voice more than his. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's not really kidding. Hey, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, that's a wrap for today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram with the username the real John Ibrahim. And please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five-star rating. You dig? Five stars, I said. <laughs> and I'm Shay, your co-host. You can find me on Instagram at trulyshay. That's T-R-U-L-Y-S-H-A-Y. And I just got a Twitter. So, <laughs> oh, Welcome to the 20th century. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I still don't know what I'm doing exactly. So you guys are going to have to help me. <laughs> And remember, you can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on your favorite podcast directories, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And of course, always at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, please tweet your questions or topics at me and Shay, and I promise we will try to read them in a future episode. You can find me on Twitter at John Ibrahim. And make sure to check out all the other great podcasts on Believe Network. For those of you into K-pop, which I know you guys probably didn't know this, but I actually am really into K-pop. Of course you are. Would you hush? It's my dirty little secret, okay? Anyways, so um, you can listen to K-pop with Emily Haydell, show where Emily discusses all the ins and outs of the K-pop phenomenon. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Remember, sex sells. You'll reach a huge audience, so don't think, just do it. And you've been listening to The Sex Playbook on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.